0: From up in the nosebleeds to down to the 50-yard line, wherever you watch the game, this is the place to sound off. Sports Talk with Jock on 770 CHQR.
1: Of course, the half hour with the coach brought to you by Tom's House of Pizza, where pizza lovers feel at home with locations in Calgary and Okotoks. Uh, the Calgary Stampeders had a hard-fought 39-26 victory over the Winnipeg Blue Bombers Saturday night at McMahon Stadium, and head coach Dave Dickinson joins us for the half hour with the coach. Dave, how are you tonight?
2: I'm good. How are you guys?
1: Yeah, we're doing well, thanks. Good. Uh, before we get into the weekend, Dave, uh, do you have an update on uh, Devon
2: Claybrooks? I do. Uh, he's doing better. I was able to visit with him yesterday, and uh, he looks like himself, down a few pounds, but um good spirits, you know, personality still has that, uh, he was, uh, laughing and enjoying things. So, you know, I, I think we'll see him, uh, soon, uh, At what capacity, I'm not sure, but we'll, I think he'll be, uh, he'll be back in the mix uh, real soon.
1: Good news. Good news. Uh, Dave kind of keeping on that front with, uh, you know, kind of the football side of things and, and injuries. It seemed like you came away from the game pretty unscathed injury wise. Uh, any updates there, <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, those are the questions I can't answer, but, uh, you know, we, we did feel it was a very physical game, and, uh, you know, when you play well, a lot of times you do avoid injuries, and sometimes you just get snake bitten, you get unlucky, but when you're playing fast, you're playing aggressive, a lot of times that's when you uh, certainly keep the injuries at bay, and uh, we've got some issues, no doubt about it, but we've got the nine days in between, which should help, and uh, we're hoping to, you know, put the best roster we can on the field
1: well uh, let's talk about the game then saturday just your uh, just your overall thoughts uh, on the game against winnipeg
2: i thought it was a good game it was a back and forth uh one of those cfl games that uh was in doubt and um yeah i did love our crowd too i thought uh the people came out and it was a great atmosphere and um you know it was like it says, back and forth till about the fourth quarter uh, and we kind of took over and uh gave them a little life there the uh, uh not executing a short yardage play and then they didn't execute theirs kicked a field goal and and then, uh, the big play with Kamar and a big play with JD and, uh, gave us that breathing room, but you know, that was a big win for us. Um, it'll pay off big dividends down the road it was also a uh, nice, just to get back on the winning track.
1: Well, like, let's talk about the win a little bit. The game was tight at the half 15, 12. Did you guys do anything special during the break? Any, uh, kick into the garbage cans or just, uh, no. just the usual adjustments.
2: Well, see, I, I think people in CFL have to realize everybody's about even talent-wise. I mean, look at the games throughout the league. Everybody can beat everybody, and that's what I think is best for the fans anyway. Um, people are, you know, if you're not ready to play, you're going to get beat. And, uh, you know, it was one of those games where they made a couple plays early on us. We settled in and started then uh, holding, holding up a little better. Offensively, um, there were some things there, but we weren't quite as sharp as we needed to be. Missed a field goal at the end of the half, but really it was just a good football game, and uh, yeah, we made adjustments. I think we made the better adjustments. Obviously, defensively, we held them out and found a few things we could go to offensively, and, uh, and sometimes that's the difference in the game.
1: Kamar Jordan obviously got a, a lot of attention after the game, and uh, and Dave Dave Rowe and I were joking, you know, on the post game show that you know Bo threw for 452 yards and three touchdowns, and, and nobody was talking about him. So, can uh, you talk to us a little bit about Bo's performance?
2: Well, I'm sure he'll get recognized with the league. I mean, because a lot of times the quarterback actually gets more of the credit probably than the receiver. And uh, I think KJ, you know, 250 or 249, I'll give him 250. That's, that's, that's just a number that obviously we've well, never seen for Calgary. And But it does start with the quarterback play. And uh, we were spreading it around a little bit, but his catches were just big chunks. And, uh, Then we took it to the house there and got the extra yardage at the end. That was big Ten, But Bo was sharp all game and he knew it. I was trying to stay balanced in our offense. It just wasn't working and felt like Bo could see, was seeing things, was ripping the ball, was moving around. Well, kind of put uh, my trust in him and he uh, certainly rewarded me.
1: Yeah. It was a solid game by Bo, but let's talk about KJ a little bit. You know, he's been around here for a long time, really seems to be coming into his zone, becoming, you know, one of the top receivers in the league.
2: I think so. You know, we felt that way too. And, um, you know, we do a lot of work in the off season and in, in finding these guys, and uh, a lot of times they're not able to break through in our roster the first year because we usually have vets. We don't really want to plan on rookies coming in and, and taking over our team, but we do have a plan for the guys. We build them up and, and give them a, a knowledge base of our system and what we're expecting and the standard we want to play to. And then ultimately, I think he was already taking that step, but he had some injury trouble. And this year, you know, knock on wood, he's been good. He has uh, just been himself and. He's starting to really feel comfortable where he's at, Um, you know, and I do think Bo and him needed to build a a little bit of that relationship, knowing where each other's going, body language, and it it seems like they're on the same page uh, for sure this year.
1: Yeah, they look solid together both on Saturday afternoon. And just a question from one of the listeners here, Dave. Uh, any update on the timeline for Eric Rogers? Bo is playing great, but it would be amazing to have another receiving weapon back. That's from Ryan.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's weird, you know. You go for four fifty, and then people want the other guy in there. <laughs> Listen, we love Eric, um, but he's uh, uh, you know he's he's really on sixth game for a reason because he's he's hurting. Um, so I mean, I'm hoping six is all it is. Um, but if he gets back and can get back out there that'd be great but uh, we're certainly just uh, uh, kind of playing with the guys that are healthy and we've got good receivers um, got good receivers that aren't even playing like you said so certainly a strength of our team
1: Uh, another obvious one was uh, the performance of Ja'Garrett Davis I I gotta ask first have you ever seen a D lineman with two picks in one game
2: I you know I guess I have, but I didn't remember. Brent Johnson did it back in '06 okay. with BC. I was probably on the sideline. I might have been might have been a bit woozy though. So I'm not <laughs> sure, but um, Brent was great. But you know, Jagari that was awesome. Uh, both of them were outstanding. Taking that last one to the house. I think that first pick though was the best. Uh, basically, like played volleyball with it for a bit, and and was able to come down with it. But. We needed more out of our D line. We ask a lot of them anyway, but Jaguar, uh certainly took his game to that next level, which is what we're looking for.
1: I didn't know the big man had that uh, the hands like that, so that was impressive. Did the D line have a, as a whole have a better game Saturday?
2: Yeah, it's not that they weren't playing hard. We got the lead too, and uh, you know when you get the lead, I thought you noticed more pressure. When you play with the lead, you're going to get more pressure on the other team's quarterback. And um, you know, I thought Micah played well. Uh, I thought that obviously Jaguer was it was a force. Our linebacker play was super solid. Uh, I thought Jameer Thurman was, was at, his, at his best. So when you, you kind of put those, that, that group of six together and they're playing well, you're going to have a lot of success.
1: And just sticking with the pressure, Dave, this on the other side of the ball, but it, it did seem like Bo handled the pressure pretty good. He got away on the one run, but he also uh, he wasn't sacked in
2: the game. Yeah, no, I thought he handled it well, and I thought we blocked well. I mean, there's some, some great players on the other, on the other uh, team, uh, and I got a lot of respect for their their whole D-line. They're strong inside. They've got speed on the edge. They can bowl. Um, their linebackers blitz as good as anybody in the league. So for us to be able to handle that, and they certainly didn't back off. They brought it. But Bo uh, was able to find guys that he liked in man-to-man matchups. And then when they uh, went to their what we call zone dogs, you know, zone blitzes type of things, he was able to kind of negotiate the pocket and find the windows. So a credit to Bo. But I think, obviously, I think he'd pass it along to our own line. Because, uh, you know, we didn't. Um, I didn't think we blocked that poorly in the previous games. Just had some confusion, but it looked like the guys settled in and, and had a, and a real good game. Our O-line, the effort level was up, and the physicality level was up, and that's uh, when we play, play our best.
1: He is head coach Dave Dickinson. We need to take a quick timeout here on Sports Talk. We'll be back with the half hour with the coach with Tom's House of Pizza. I'm Dave McIver, and for Jock Wilson, you're listening to Sports Talk on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to the half hour with the, with the coach. For Tom the Pizza. I'm Dave McIver in for Jock Wilson chatting with head coach Dave Dickinson after the big win Saturday afternoon. Now, Dave, uh, big week ahead, obviously, Labor Day Classic coming up. Um, I know you guys try and treat every day the same, but is it, is it a special week? Do you do anything different to prepare with, you know, a longer, lo- longer time in between games?
2: We had nine days, and they're going to have 11. Uh, it's so it's almost like a bye week for them. Uh, no, we just, to me, we give the guys a little bit of a uh, fun... Um, you know, I, I have a strength and conditioning day tomorrow, and the boys are going to meet at the bowling alley for that. So uh, that will be fun for them. I, I honestly, I try to break it up a little bit, let them, uh, you know, some camaraderie and have some fun and, and get away from ball a little bit. It's just a long grind, and when you get these long, we'll be ready. I mean, we know they're, we know the opponent. We know what they're about. They're good. Uh, they're, they're right now sitting second, so we know what's at stake. But uh, we'll have enough time to prepare and – ultimately uh you know just hoping for a good performance
1: i know you try and treat all the games the same but do you guys do you find the players and the coaching staff get a little bit more up for this one or there's or it's more intense or or is it is it let's keep every game the same and, and that's how we treat things
2: well we know it's a big game and um i love afternoon games and i, I we just played another one there so i i think the guys enjoy playing in the afternoon and it seems like uh we have real good turnout on afternoon games as well so um it's it, yeah I know there's rivalries but everyone kind of has different sort of things I mean am I going to tell you we're going to play harder against Edmonton than Sask or BC or Winnipeg I don't think so I think we do understand though those are the teams we are going to face in the playoffs and we need to beat and if we want to take first it starts with the, the the first time we see that team and uh we've had pretty good luck in the west we need to see what we do against Edmonton obviously when you go back to back against a team you do want to win your home game that's that's priority one and Since we got the first shot at it, uh, you know, we got to take care of business and and win it home.
1: Just another question from a listener here, just going back to the Winnipeg game, Dave, did you, did you do anything specific to stop the run against Winnipeg and the defense completely stifled Andrew Harris? That's from Hilda.
2: Well, I mean, we do give him attention. I mean, I think he's a great player and uh, I think a lot of their offense does go through, go through him. Um, But. You can't just obviously just focus on one guy. But what it really comes down to a lot of times watch the games is how good are you tackling and uh, I, I see him make a lot of people miss, uh, throughout the year. I've seen three, four, five guys not bring him down. Well we were able to get him down, at least stopped with the first and then here came uh here came the, the reinforcements, the gang joined the party and you know, he is a momentum guy, meaning that if he's hot he's he's hard to he's hard to slow down. If you can keep him down early, sometimes though you can um you know i guess you can get in get in the play caller to maybe go a different direction and um that's kind of what happened who knows exactly what they were thinking but uh we know we felt we did a really good job on andrew
1: all right uh, coach we have uh, cliff on the line cliff you got a question for uh, coach dave dickinson
0: i do uh thanks guys and uh coach uh, great first half and uh, appreciate what uh uh, you and all the boys have uh, brought us this first half and all the best for the second half, and I'm looking forward to it. And uh, uh, actually, I've just been enjoying football in the CFL all over this year. And uh, so I just want to ask a—it's sort of a general CFL question. It's about uh, CFL offenses. And, it, and I know football is always sort of an uh, ever-evolving sport, and uh, um, and there's probably no better person asked than yourself. But do you see uh, sort of like any uh, kind of concepts or schemes that have really sort of come together and sort of emerging into uh, uh, this year's CFO offense something that you could say that if you put all the uh, OCs and DCs together in a room and they would say that 2018 so far we have seen a lot of this in terms of offensive schematics in the game? Thanks, Cliff. Uh, okay, yeah. I mean, good question. Uh, <laughs> we get we get one a good one on that. It is interesting.
2: I mean, I don't necessarily we don't have like the a conference, but it is there are patterns and like even defensively, you can kind of see the patterns. As we always joke around while the D coordinators got together and decided cover four is going to be the the coverage of the year. And I think the big thing this year is a lot of these what, what I would consider like run pass options, but instead of reading the defensive end, a lot of teams are trying to read the linebackers, meaning they'll block the big guys, and then if the linebackers check out, they'll hand off. But if the linebacker steps up, they'll try to put a pass right in behind his ear. And in the past, even with the Doug Flutie, Jeff Garcia's and all that, it was always reading the defensive end. If he pinches, then you would go out and sprint out and and throw on the edge. And with the defensive ends that are so good these days and so fast and so athletic, the ends are better athletes than the quarterbacks, and so now teams have changed their mind and, and have decided to go with a different thing. And you'll see a crossover to the NFL. If you watch the Philadelphia Eagles last year, that's all they were doing with Carson Wentz and Nick Foles is doing different variations of that and trying to, to like, uh, entice the linebackers and the D-line to step up for the run and then put the ball in right behind where they left. And you watch, you know, Riley is as good as any of them. Uh, Lou Lace really good at doing that. Uh, I always feel Henry Burris was one of the best at that. And, uh, you know, Bo certainly, we're trying to do some of that. We probably don't do as much as a lot of people, but if there's one concept that I think offenses are doing the most, that would be it.
1: There you go, Cliff. Hopefully that answers your question. Now, Dave, uh, you mentioned a name in there, and I don't know if you've talked to him, but Jeff Garcia is actually tweeting out that he'll be in town for the Labor Day Classic. Is the team, you know, planning anything? Uh, It must be cool when old teammates come to town.
2: I talked to him today. I mean, uh, (laughs) and uh, he, he, I was thinking maybe we could sign him, but he he decided he didn't want to do that route. But uh, he's not going to peek into town until like late Sunday. So unfortunately, I was trying to see if maybe I could get him you know talk with the guys and he's a yeah, he's a motivational guy with high passion for the game and I really believe he's an asset to to the stampede family so it just didn't work out this time because he's coming in Sunday evening and then uh obviously with the game guys have their own pregame ritual they they kind of stay in their own little world so i don't really want to change that we're doing well but definitely i would expect to see him either on the sideline or uh you know maybe my maybe buying a, a pop up there in the stands and <laughs> and uh it's always good to have jeff back you know like i said one of the best uh i played with him he's a tough man and a great player and uh, also just fun to be around him Yeah, that'll be
1: cool for fans for sure. Uh, And just one question, one last question for you, Dave. But I noticed this at the end of the game, and and one of our callers, who uh, we just don't have time for, also noticed. But it seemed like there were some clock issues at the end. Uh, Can you talk about that a little bit? I know you're getting a little excited on the
2: sideline. Just in my opinion, as a ref, you shouldn't allow the other team to dictate when you blow the clock in. And it's their job as coaches to decide what they're going to do in a timely manner. And you can't just be sitting there as a ref waiting, like, are you going to change personnel or not? What are you going to do? And I felt like they were giving Winnipeg a lot of time to decide to make critical decisions. Uh, and I wanted that clock running, as I think most people that watch the game figured out. So, you know, it's it's certainly, yeah, it's in the rules that they hold the clock until your personnel has changed. But it's not the referee's job to, um, you know, I guess hold it, and hold it, hold it. At some point, let's go. Let's blow it in and let's get things rolling. And then when you're playing with the lead, you want that clock ticking off and Certainly felt like they could have got it started early. It didn't impact the game, but it's just me being a little bit cranky and <laughs> also uh you know trying to to make sure we get that w
1: that'll happen that'll happen uh, one more coach actually before uh before I let you go uh, you know what kind of problems are you going to face with the Eskimos this weekend and and what are the things you're going to do to uh, prepare this week?
2: Well, I mean you see it they're chunking it up they've quarterback receivers have, have been uh, uh, hitting the big plays um, the running backs very physical all around back. Their offensive line mauls people. A lot of holding, but tons of they just they just maul you. Uh, defensively, they've been getting up the field. If you watch their D line, they're getting up the field with with the uh, big time speed. And then uh, you know, and Mike Benavides does a nice job. Nice system on the back end keeps it real tight. Everyone knows what they're doing. You hardly see any mental bust from that that defensive unit. Still, one of the best uh, kickers, Sean White. So it's going to be a real tough game. We got to get the lead if we can. And then just make sure uh, you know Riles knows we're around him. He he never going to give up. He's just a warrior. So uh, we got to play the 60 minutes and come out of there with the win.
1: It will be another great game on Labor Day Monday. Coach Dave Dickinson, thank you so much for joining us tonight.
2: Okay, guys, take care.